Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Glad to have you with us. And uh, we have actually a power trio of voices besides mine and James Mellick's, who is in the studio with me as producer, as always, um, that you'll be hearing from tonight. We are going to we're going to hear from a couple of different drivers. John Holloman, who is a Carolina's Modified racer. John is going to uh, talk with us in a little while. He's part um, of a big announcement that uh, took place recently here, which we'll get into in a moment. Um, looking forward to uh, talking with John about that. Um, modified racing coming back to the Carolinas. Um, and it's starting this weekend. We'll tell you more about that. We've also got Ryan Vargas calling in in a little while on the Strutmasters Hotline. Ryan um, just announced that he will be back behind the wheel of the JD Motorsports number 15 in the NASCAR Xfinity Series race at uh, the track Too Tough to Tame. So uh, Ryan is going to try to uh, tame Darlington coming up in a couple of weeks, and uh, that should be an awful lot of fun for him. And um, so both of those two are on the program tonight, and Mike Neff is the other guest. Mike is the uh, Florence Speedway Marketing and PR guru and uh, mike is a good friend of mine as well fellow media member mike will be talking to us about the the uh, transition from myrtle beach speedway to florence speedway that uh, is beginning here shortly as well so there's your show okay so james Mellick is with us as we mentioned in the wsic studio as always and james you were at a wedding yep i was at a wedding on saturday saturday so i got to see most of the race i didn't get oh, to you see did? all of it yes okay i got to see most of it it was a later wedding uh, in the uh, day, so I got okay. lucky there. So you got to see most of the Xfinity or the Cup race? The Xfinity race. Xfinity race. Okay, yep. yeah. Pair of good Xfinity races. Cup races were okay. Um, but uh, four races for the NASCAR bunch, actually five if you count uh, trucks, and, and let's just go six because we had an ARCA race, and then, of course, we had the Indy 500. So if you count all that, about a half a dozen races between Saturday and Sunday, and we'll try to get to them all. Um but uh, I don't think any huge surprise in the Cup Series, honestly. It's just hilarious, though, James, how it seems to be that every time Kevin Harvick wins a race, Denny Hamlin wins a race, and every time Denny Hamlin, Hamlin wins a race, Kevin Harvick wins a race, because the two of them have to stay even for wins. It's like one can't let the other have even a week of glory on their own. They have to split these doubleheaders. Yeah, they uh, those are <laughs> those two competitors right there are the elite two of the field this year, uh, and they're both just like, hey, you're not better than I am. You may be better one day, but for those ten weeks when it comes uh, playoff time, I'm going to be right there battling with you every week, and that's pretty much what they're saying to each other. Uh, and it's going to be exciting to watch those two all the way to the end. Yeah, really. I mean, it, it, to me, it's it's going to be, I feel like this is Denny Hamlin's title to lose. You think this is his year to do it? I, mean, I, th- I would love well, for I him to. Well, I think it's his to lose. Okay. In other words, I think Denny, it, you know, when you look at what Denny's accomplished this year, and I know Kevin Harvick's been right there with him, I get that, but it just seems like, Denny is the one 
that everybody's mostly talking about. And I don't think he's ever been more on top of his game mentally. And, you know, of course, he and the crew chief right on the same page. I mean, it's, I just think this is his to lose, but this is why we have 10 playoff races because so much can happen in the playoffs and good grief. I mean, if he comes out of this year empty handed Mm. to me, that is just going to be extremely debilitating for him. Yeah, it's going to be tough. If he comes out of this one without a championship, it's going to hurt. And like you just said there, um, he's going to have a a sizable lead with points in the playoffs there like Kyle Busch did last year to help himself get to Homestead. But like you said, it's long. There are um, 10 races, and those are long races to get to that final race. And Kyle Busch said it best last year. It sucks having to lean on insurance, and you don't want to have to do it. And hopefully uh, Denny doesn't have to do that. Because it would probably, it would hurt a lot. It might deflate him a lot. And I hope it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, they've just been on such an incredible roll all year. And like I said, even when they don't win half the time, they're second. I mean, it's been yeah. it's been him and Harvick really have been the story of the season incredibly. Um, you know, you had, I mean, I mean, Logano and Keselowski were strong early. But, you know, and it's not to say they're not running well, but... It, this has been basically a two-car race with some occasional guest appearances by drivers like Martin Truex, uh, who seems to be getting better as the year goes on. And, and to me, he's going to be very scary going into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and then you got Jimmy Johnson, who he hasn't looked like necessarily he's going to go win a race quite yet. But, oh, boy, he's getting close. He's getting real close. He took two tires, I believe it was on this Sunday here, Yeah, for a chance to do it. Ended up, I believe it was third. third. So they took a gamble, and he yep. almost snuck one out there. And, you know, like we were just talking about, Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick, they was with the two. Yeah, And I really do believe that you are right with uh, Denny Hamlin being the one this year that's got the upper hand. To win the championship. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got Chase Elliott in there. You know, you you, you know, I just, but who'd have thought? And and this, to me, is as big a story as the Harvick-Hamlin story. Who'd have thought? We, we're going into the last race of the regular season at Daytona, and Kyle Busch, zero. None. His last win was last year when he won Homestead to win the championship. He hasn't won since. and Zero. He said it again. Another quote from him. He said it best. Still 2020. Yeah. I mean... He's having a yeah. rough year. You don't normally see a champion go from being at the top to having a really off year that quick. It's no. it's very rare to see that in this sport. It's just they haven't had the luck this year, and it it's just part of motorsports. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I I feel like if he gets one, he'll go on a tear. Oh, if he gets one, you better watch out. You know, uh, I, like I, I remember when Tony Stewart went into the playoffs in twenty eleven. And rattled off like five wins. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's if Kyle Bush can get one, he's going to just rip it up for the next four or five races. That it's almost like they just need that kick over the finish line to get the confidence back. It's not it, Kyle's not making mistakes. It's not really. It's just bad luck and stupid circumstances for the most part. Yeah, he's just you not know. been in the right place at yeah. the right time. Like this weekend, they crashed in front of him and he got ran into. Yeah, he can't do nothing about the guys behind him not stopping. Yep, he's just 
trying to slow down to avoid the crash. Just a bad sit, uh, bad situation that he got put into. For Nothing sure. he did. It's just what he had to uh, deal with. Yeah, I just feel like uh, this is going to get real interesting uh, th- this weekend because I don't know if we've ever been in a position to see a race on the Oval at Daytona that's going to be driven nearly as aggressively as this one is. Oh, this is going to be drove really aggressive. I mean, th- this is not, I, I, okay, I get the Daytona 500. Everybody wants to win. I get it. But this is different because seasons are going to be made or broken this week. It, it, the 500 is the race everybody wants to win, but it's usually the first race of the year. Um, wasn't this year because we changed some things, but it's usually the first race of the year. Um, so it isn't that you don't drive hard to win, but you know, you got a whole season ahead. If it doesn't go well, this is it. It's the cutoff race. The playoffs are going to be determined out of this. And I got to tell you, I, I don't, the, the, the spots around the bubble spot, um, Lordy, am I going to want to watch those guys on Sunday? Saturday night. This is going to get real interesting. Back with more after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. 
if you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Lead lap rolling on on Monday night, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. My name is Tom Baker, and James Mellick is with me in the WSIC studio in Statesville, North Carolina. And, of course, um, uh, we are talking NASCAR playoffs, specifically Cup Series, um, because we're rolling into Daytona. And before the break, I was talking about how um, everything is just so up in the air because we're going into a track where even though we don't use the restrictor plate anymore, it's still pack racing, close racing. And so normally when you talk about a race and you focus on playoff implications and try to forecast and you look around the bubble spot, you're generally talking about two to three guys. And then maybe there's one that's a spot or two below that could be a long shot to win that race because of their history at that track or whatever. Well, we're going into Daytona for the cutoff race. This is it. Regular season champ crowned. Everything's about playoffs. And here's the deal with this right now on the bubble. Um, in in playoff spot 16 is Matt DiBenedetto. Um, he's nine above the cutoff line. Jimmy Johnson is four points below. Now, here's what's interesting here. Again, Eric Jones is in, let's see, 18th. He's uh, 50 out, but, but here's the deal. It doesn't matter because you. this is Daytona. You look at – now, all of these drivers mathematically, from a points standpoint, have basically no shot. But, but hang on. It's Daytona. So check this out. Eric Jones, Tyler Reddick, Chris Bell, Chris Buescher, Bubba Wallace, Ricky Stenhouse, Michael McDowell, Ryan Newman, John Hunter-Nemechek, Ty Dillon, Matt Kenseth, Corey LaJoy and Ryan Priest. That's all the way down to 30th. James Mellick, this is Daytona. Depending on the situation, any one of those drivers could pull an upset and, yeah. and get in. And I heard four winners in that list you just named right there in the Cup Series at Daytona. Yes. Matt Kenseth. Ricky Stenhouse. Uh, uh, Chris, Chris Buescher, Buescher and um, let's see who, we who got? was the other one. Jones. Eric Jones. Those yeah. are the four you said. Those yeah. are all Cup winners at Daytona yep. already. Yep. So that's just going to make it that they well, know how to win and, there. And Johnson, you got to count him. He's too, in there he's too. Below yeah. the cutoff line. Yeah. Like any of those guys, given that it's Daytona, could pull off a win. And you know, so it it 
the bubble really isn't the bubble. No. <laughs> it's I mean, so so really this race, that's what I'm saying. You get down to the end and you get a pack of say half a dozen cars that are win to get in cars that are up toward the front. Who boy. There could be some sheet metal coming home. Oh yeah. And I hope we are one that Tilt. comes home unscathed with a checkered flag. I hope so. Well, you got a shot. Ooh. I mean, this is your season, right? Uh, honestly, yeah. not to say. I mean, obviously, you're still going to run the last uh, ten races, but yeah. but if you're going to make the playoffs, this is, it. this is it. You know, I mean, and you know, you got speed at Daytona. Oh yeah. You know, it. And Chris has just got to be in the right place at the right time. Um, now, you know, adding to all of this. Uh, the news came out today that Ross Chastain will be driving the 77 for Spire Motorsports at Daytona this weekend. Of course, Justin Haley won last year at Daytona. It was a rain situation, but see, this is what I'm saying. You just never know what's going to happen at Daytona. And that's why, to me, it's the perfect cutoff race because you can't, no driver in this field can fall asleep. I mean, obviously, there's, in terms of the playoffs, you got you know a bunch of guys that are clinched. Eight that are in, uh, something like that. Ten. Ten. Looks like ten from what I'm looking at here. I know Kyle. Ten that clinched. are clinched. Um, and that's and that's oh, actually, yeah, you're right. It's more than ten. Let me see. The more. Um, Kyle's clinched. Uh, so is Eric Almarola and a couple other guys I see. saw. They clinched spots. Looks like Dover. we got uh, from what I can see here. Looks like we got two spots open. Two open. Two open. William Byron in fifteenth. Matt DiBenedetto in sixteenth are within a race. Kurt Busch is in fourteenth in playoff points. He's seventy-two above the line. So he's he, good. you know, he's not getting knocked out. So basically, what you've got is you've got Byron, DiBenedetto, and Johnson, who are all in theory racing each other. Because they're well inside of, a, you know, they're only a few points apart. But, again, all the drivers below them, as long as they're in the top 30 and they've run all the races, they can make the playoffs with a win. They got a chance to be the spoiler. So, you know, that's what makes this such a crazy deal. And it's something that uh, we've never had before um, in NASCAR going into the playoffs. We've never had a track like Daytona where... It's going to be a free for all, um, and to me, it's only fitting. I I love. I would love the idea, honestly, that either a you do the five hundred first, the road course in the middle somewhere, and then you run this race either as the uh, where it is now as the cutoff, or you schedule it and have it be the championship race at the end of the season um you know because i mean to me that just makes it a complete blank slate let's go racing and whoever wins wins um that's 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 my deal but i i do hope they keep all three daytona races on the schedule going forward but this should be this should be a whole lot of fun i mean it just um it, it it's just honestly it's it's amazing that uh that that we've gotten to this point already in the season because it feels like we just got back started again, but uh, you know it's it's uh, it, it's 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 almost. I mean, we're we got one race left and we're going playoff racing. Yeah, I can tell you Crazy. right now. I know a little bit about how this uh, plate race and stuff works because I kind of work around them. The crew chiefs yeah. are not going to be sleeping a whole lot this week because they all have a shot to get into the playoffs. 
and the crew guys, they already work a whole lot of hours as it is. We all do. We're going to work extra hours this week. Every crew team will, everybody, because this is your season right here. I mean, the pay increase from making the playoffs to not making it is so substantial. Everybody wants to make it. So um, it makes your season. It makes your budget that much bigger to finish the race season out, and it just helps everything. So everybody's putting in that extra time this week. Because it's Daytona. Yeah, I mean, I gotta imagine that it's it's like these 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 drivers that are on the cutoff line. If you're not in the playoffs already, how do you sleep? Oh, it's gonna week? be tough. It's- I mean, you you gotta need some help to go to sleep. Yeah, you know? <laughs> they're. They're taking some melatonin or something to try to get to sleep because I racing is not even helping with this one because you no. don't you don't really no. determine your own faith. No. Like some tracks you can practice for on iRacing. You can go to, you can get your lines down and yeah. figure it out. Daytona, if there's a crash in front of you, you just got to hope you choose the right it's way a to go. Shoot. That's you know, I mean. And it's really the same in all three divisions. Yep. I mean, you know, you're th- this is one of those weekends when you just have no idea what's going to happen. And I love this kind of a situation because you go in and you hang on every single lap because literally it could all change at any moment. Um, and it's just, I mean, you've got, um, you know, you've got some spots in the Xfinity series, basically you got five of them that are, that are available and about, uh, six, six drivers, um, but got, again, if a, a driver below the cutoff line wins, they got two races left, right? How many? They oh, got? that's right. I, I forget. Like, I yes, they had yes, two, don't you're they? right. See, this that that's where uh, that that's where I I have to remember that not everybody's on the same schedule. Yeah, as yeah. far as playoffs go, you're I was right. confused by you're that too until right. I heard him say it, and I yeah. was like, hold on, they got two races, and I had to look. But you still, again, you go into Daytona; it's the same deal. You've got you've got about six or seven guys and and again the guys below the cutoff even if you're mathematically out if you win you're in yeah as long as you you know ran all the races or whatever so there's some guys below the cutoff in the xfinity series like Maya snyder that are surely capable of pulling off a win if the circumstances fall right at daytona so you in in the same with the with the truck series even though this isn't you know obviously it for them either um it 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 still could shake up the standings because i mean you look at this and and um right now the cutoff line is Todd Gilliland he's four up uh, Derek Krause four back um and then you got below them technically out right now Tanner Gray Johnny Sauter Rafi Lassard Stuart Friesen even Ty Majeski i mean these are guys that are capable there's a name i didn't hear you mention in there and he finished runner up at Daytona Who's that? Jordan Anderson. Um, so sure. he could shake yeah. it up. But he has to win. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You, know, it's you, a- you have to win. So you, you look at these guys. I mean, there's a lot of drivers who are right now out of the playoffs who could spoil a spot for a driver that thinks they might get in because you go in Daytona and suddenly you're in. Yeah. You win, you know you're mean? in, and it changes so, everything. You're, I mean, you're wearing, not wearing, you're supporting a different spoiler, different banner, right. everything. And you are known as one of the guys who's in the playoffs and your haulers parked up front, yep. everything. You start no matter what for the last 10 races in the top 16. And by the same token, again, the guys around the bubble, you don't want to have a disaster at Daytona either because in these other series, you only got a race or two to go. 
you don't you don't want it to you don't want to have to have a miracle at the last race. So it's really um, Daytona in this position just scrambles everything, and I would think that every fan is they're just going to hang their head on this race this weekend as being, you know, I got to watch. This is must see TV Friday night and Saturday night. This is must see TV. This is something I have not had the chance to look at yet, but are they going to have fans? I know they had fans at the road course. Are they going to allow them for this oval race here? Oh, uh, that is a very good question. Um, I was a curiosity thing. Up during the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, during the uh, break coming up here. And uh, then we'll, uh, we'll talk about it in the next segment. But, uh, yeah, definitely going to be a very interesting uh, weekend of racing at Daytona for sure. We're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll finish the Daytona conversation right quick. And then uh, we'll move on with uh, Lee Lap and our special guests for the evening. We'll be right back. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? 
Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Well, Reed Wilson bringing us back. As we lap continues, uh, John Holloman, who raced in the same quote-unquote class, if you will, thinking of it in terms of group of kids, uh, all coming up at the same time. They were part of the same class. They were in Bandoleros together. And John Holloman should be calling us at any moment to talk modified. Well, as a matter of fact, I say that and I didn't even get to finish the sentence. John Holloman, in fact, is calling. We go to the strutmasters.com hotline. We'll come back to the Daytona uh, schedule and update on fans and and such uh, later in the show. So hang on. Um, right now we go short track racing because that is what we try to do in this show. And welcome John Holloman back. And John is not um, John's not been on one of our shows as my father used to like to say in the month of Sundays. And uh, it's been probably two years since uh, we've talked to John Holloman. So, John, welcome back. We hate that you waited so long, but we're glad to have you back. And more importantly, I used to always tell you that I'd love to see you in a modified. And between the last time you were on one of our shows and now, by gosh, you went and got a modified. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's good to be back on, Tom. I can't believe it's been that long since I've been on the show, but... Too long. I guess as the old saying goes, absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, we do definitely uh, have missed you. So uh, you're, you, I wanted to get you in studio, but of course uh, you're working on a race car here tonight. And here's why. Um, I don't want to say I'm breaking news here, but um, in a way we are. I mean, there was, a, there was an announcement out, uh, a story that was on Speed 51 over the weekend um, regarding uh, the return of the Smart Tour. Uh, folks that have been around this area for a while will remember the Smart Tour, uh, which I think right. Southern Modified Auto Racing Tour, I want to say. is Auto what? Racing Teams. Teams. Teams, okay. Well, I had four out of five right, so I'll... Uh, <laughs> I'll memorize that for this weekend. But uh, the Smart Tour uh, has been around a long time. It just kind of uh, went on vacation for a while, and now it's uh, back and under some new direction. And the first show uh, for the new the new Smart Tour is going to be this coming Saturday at Caraway Speedway, and you're going to be teamed with um, several of the divisions that uh, Renee Hackett owns, the PRA tours, um, and uh, there'll be a number of different uh, classes there. So, first of all, what do you, what can you tell us about the Smart Tours uh, return from vacation, is the way I'm going to put it, and um, what can we look forward to here? 
Yeah, it's it's been on a gosh, I guess it's been a sixteen, almost seventeen year hiatus. Yeah, uh, hiatus. There's the word of the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that sound effect, man. <laughs> I wait the whole show to, for for a good opportunity to ring the bell. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could be the one to ring. There the you bell. go. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I believe it started in the '90s um, and ran up to 2004, and. Um, and we we just had some legends racing the Smart Tour back in the day. It was it was a very racer friendly tour. Um, it allowed the racers to get some money back into their pockets and not have to, you know, spend their mortgage money to go to the racetrack on Saturday night and not know if they get it back or not. Um, you know, it was a little bit more racer friendly in that way, and a lot of racers loved that. And you know, we had great showings back then, and uh, you know, the Wheeling Tour kind of came in, and um, we expected it to be. Uh, a big deal and i think the smart tour kind of took a back seat to that and you know kind of sat back and said well let's let's see what happens here um you know as we know the southern tour really is no longer anymore um so you know the drivers it started with burt myers getting together and getting this idea together of the smart tour uh kind of reviving and so we're, we're trying to be exactly what we were before a racer friendly group um kind of racer led um we've all agreed on a pretty basic set of rules to start off with and um you know we'll fine-tune things once we get going a little more maybe in the next year but we're going to try to run a handful of exhibition races if you'll call it um this year just to really show people that we mean business and and we're going to show up with a good car count and we really want to make this into a very presentable tour and profitable tour for the racers so um you know we're not going to the racetrack losing Two, three thousand dollars. You know, even if you finish top ten, you'll be able to get something in return for, um, you know, just for all your hard work and, and money and time it takes. Well, I know that uh, you just. <laughs> I just happened to go to your Facebook page, and uh, I saw that you had. Well, uh, apparently uh, something mechanical happened to Holloman here, so uh, we'll try to get him back. Uh, he had a mechanical issue and had to make a quick pit stop. So we'll see if we can get him back on the line. We'll try again. Is this you, John? Yeah, yeah, I lost it. I'm not sure what happened. That was the fastest pit stop in the history. <laughs> I was starting to say that I uh, just went to your Facebook page, the brand new uh, Smart Modified Tour Facebook page, and I saw that you had 666 people that liked it. So I clicked like really quick so we could uh, not hang you around. Are a yeah. Um, hey, now that calls for the dinger again. Okay, there. Uh, give there myself. I'll Love give that. myself a ding. Um, so now we have six hundred and sixty-seven. This just went up. But uh, no, uh, to get back to what you were talking about, this is a this is a um, it's a working man's modified tour, but it's not going to. It's going to, I think, if everything goes according to the vision it's going to become a working man's modified tour that very much responds and rewards uh responds to and rewards the racers with um some really really not only good money eventually but also um just some great prestige and chris williams is uh kind of overseeing everything and uh, we've got, uh, of course, Burt Myers was uh, one of the, uh, the the folks instrumental, along with yourself, really, in uh, bringing this back. And you guys really worked hard to get a great group of drivers together. And I understand you have um, 
something like 25 or 30 drivers already on your roster um, for uh, that, that have signed on to say, yeah, we're going to, we're going to run this tour and, and, and back this tour. Is that true? That is um, as of, it might've actually went up from now to be honest with you, but um, two weeks ago, Bert had told me, I think we had 32 uh, people that said they're committed to the smart tour. Uh, so I'm really excited to see the entry list come out on Wednesday and see who all is going to come. Um, I heard from a little birdie that uh, Mr. Frank Fleming may be joining us this Saturday, and uh, you know he's a pretty big name around here. And uh, honestly, he was he was a big racer up in Virginia, sure and was. some of the Northern Tour as well. I mean, Frank's ran it all. He's he's ran um, the Dash cars, ran Bush back in the day. He's a very highly touted driver, and for him to come that kind of says a lot about what we've got going on here i think you know for him saying he believes in it um he's a well-respected guy around the garage and um along with the other guys and we've got tim brown danny bond burt myers uh just to name a few brandon ward uh and just a ton every big name you can think of in the south um they they're in this deal and they're committed to it and uh it's just been a group effort really uh burt definitely came up with the idea i don't want to take his credit away from that at all but you know i've definitely hopped on the wagon and have uh, tried to be instrumental in, in helping put some big things together for us. Cause I mean, honestly, man, if this is a racer led group, then we've all got to step up and do our part. And, um, you know, it's for the better of everybody, really. I agree. Um, and right now I'm looking at, uh, entries, uh, James Savali in the hillbilly racing 79, Gary Putnam in his, uh, curb record 77 car. Um, both, uh, entered Mike Norman on the entry list, Jeremy Gerstner, uh, in the 55 car entered for this weekend and Daniel Beeson entered as well, uh, just to name a few. So yeah, this is really going to be interesting. It's a 99 lap race. Um, and, uh, you know, Caraway's always put on good shows with the modified. So I, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Uh, and it should be interesting, John, uh, if, if you can average 20 to 25 cars a race, uh, right out of the box, at least you're, you're going to make a big first, a big first impression, uh, for the rebirth of this tour. And I think set, uh, set a very interesting bar going into next season that, uh, we could look at 30 or more at each race, uh, for 2021, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's really our goal is to really just put on a strong show in this year. And, you know, when the drivers got to meet um, a, a few weeks ago now, you know, that was our main goal is, look, we're we're going to we're going to shape everything up and fine tune everything in the off season. But these, you know, the few races we we're able to get in this year, let's make the most of it. Let's, yeah. you know, let's go out here and put on a show for the fans. Let's make it uh, profitable for these track owners um, that we can come with our tour and bring in you know, 20 to 30 cars. I mean, and that would be awesome for the Southern Modifieds. We haven't had that in, gosh, how long? I mean, 15 years probably? Yeah, at least. I mean, it's really, uh, honestly, it's pretty amazing to think about it coming back after all this time. But I think the timing's perfect. Uh, I think this area needs an alternative right now to the late models. Um, not to say anything negative about the late models, but I think variety is definitely the spice of life. And um, modified used to be a stronghold of the South. And then, uh, of course, you know, eventually NASCAR, for whatever reason, decided to uh, really just kind of take all that away. And it became more about Bowman Gray. And uh, now we've got to this tour coming back, and this actually has the chance 
I think, to uh, rival the NASCAR wheel and tour uh, in terms of popularity without a lot of the uh, the price tag. Yeah, and, you know, that's ultimately the goal, Tom. Uh, I think that, you know, with the, with the right intentions, we can really make this into something that it kind of once was and even, you know, even propel that and go oh, yeah. even further and make it even bigger and better because, you know, we've got a lot more uh, young faces in along with a good mix of veterans and older guys who have been doing this and people who were doing it when the Smart Tour originally came around. So, you know, with, with the right combination, which is I think is what we have, this can be really good for us and – you know, I think a lot of a lot of the reasons that people love modifieds too is because these cars have so much power, they're yep. so light, and the open wheels you just don't get to see anymore. And with that being said, you can really see a driver make an aggressive move a little more because the cars are so reactive, whereas you don't really see that as much as in a, in a late right. model stock car. Yep. Um, you really get to see what the driver's intentions are and what he's trying to do. If he drives in super hard in the corner these cars are going so fast and so sensitive you can see everything as a fan and fans love that yeah i agree uh i mean the the horsepower and and the speed it's it's awesome um we're gonna put you back in the land of hold uh john for a few moments uh you can enjoy the todd starn show while you're on hold and we'll bring you back to our show in just about three minutes or so we'll be right back (laughs) Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. 
So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. My name is Tom Baker. James Mellick is in the WSIC studio with me. And uh, we are broadcasting live on both the Performance Motorsports Network and also the Race Chaser Radio Network, which you can access by uh, simply going to racechaseronline.com or racechasermedia.com. Either one of those domains will work. And just uh, scroll down till you see the player on the homepage and just click it. We've got John Holloman on the Strutmasters hotline and uh, talking modifieds, one of my favorite subjects, and uh, a modified race coming up this Saturday at the Caraway Speedway. Modifieds Plus uh, is what I will say. Uh, Modifieds Plus, a bunch of the uh, PRA divisions um, should be interesting and looking forward to attending that. Hopefully, uh, the weather cooperates with us we've got uh two big storms hitting the gulf uh within about 48 hours apart so who knows we'll just keep our fingers crossed john um tell us about your transition to modifieds because i mean i joked uh the beginning of your segment that you know i've been saying for a while that i wish you would get into a modified i think you had the talent um i think you'd enjoy driving them but (laughs) Uh, I was happy when you finally took my advice, but how did that, how did that actually come about for you? Because I mean, you're teamed with one of the most legendary um, modified groups in the South ever. Yeah, man, it's truly an honor to be teamed up with junior Miller and, and be running the 69 car and Don that as everyone knows, the Southern style motto. Yes. Southern (laughs) Uh, style. Yeah. It actually, that's right. It, it came about honestly like two years ago. Um, maybe actually no, three years ago because when it was when Junior was still racing full time, and we were just sitting on the guardrail at the front stretch at uh, at Bowman Gray, and we were uh, waiting to get some awards. I don't even remember what they were now, but uh, me and Junior were just kind of sitting there kicking it, talking a little bit. I mean, you always relish when you get to talk to somebody like Junior Miller with all the oh, staff yeah. he has, and I mean, it's just like you just soak every moment of it in, you know. And, you know, Junior, he kind of beat around the bushel. He's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'd like to see the 69 keep winning whenever I'm done. And I just kind of looked at him and gave him that look, and he kind of smiled at me, and I, I returned the favor. And, um, you know, talks kind of went on from there. Um, well, you we, didn't uh, actually do any kinda... talking, though. You just kind of looked and smiled at each other. <laughs> Did you eventually yeah, start so... talking, I guess? I mean, a little bit, but it was mainly like, you know, I, I want you. To, I want to. I want this car to win. And I was like, "Well, you know, I know how to win." And then I was like, "Okay, well, this this seems like it could work." <laughs> <laughs> Real complicated deal there. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, it took it took hours to finalize. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> more like but, seconds. I mean, there, you know, I was, I kind of, I kind of had some um, some sponsorship obligations to continue for that for the end of that year, and I'd already had some for the next season for the sportsman division at Bowman Gray. So we kind of sat on the modified deal for a year and and uh, kind of talked to our sponsors and contemplated um, moving up and. So basically, I had one more year in sports, and I was like, you know, this is going to be one last push. And the year just didn't go well at all, man. We just had sour luck. Just one of those years where you just, you know, you can't find a penny heads up for anything. Yeah. And the last two weeks, you know, the modified sitting there ready to go. And we had practiced it a couple times throughout the year. And uh, Brian Lawson, who actually won the season opener last year, um, is my crew chief and helps me out. Which oh, is wow. another fun topic. We're gonna we're gonna be racing against each other <laughs> this Saturday. <laughs> oh, but um, but yeah. So you know, the car was sitting there, and I, you know, I looked at I looked at Brian. I was like, man, we really need to get this thing going. Forget the sportsman car. I'll talk to the sponsors, make sure it's cool. And and then the first time out, we went out and qualified third. And I mean, to me, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, we qualified third out of like twenty seven, twenty eight cars. Like, That's I awesome. figured, you know. I had some low expectations, you know, just come in, sure. get some experience, whatever. And then everybody's like, well, are you going to start there? And I'm like, well, I mean, I qualified third, so I'm fast enough. And I've been driving for 12 years, so I think I got this. <laughs> so, you know, we we started third. and Well, actually, no, we qualified third. We redrew the pole. So I think we led the first 15 or 20 laps. And, oh, wow. And just trying to get some good experience under my belt. And got shuffled back a little bit, which was fine. We We were running third. And. About 20 to go, we took the cone and went outside and took the lead from the outside of Brandon Ward. And um, uh, just, you know, some things happened. We got together a little bit and feel like we should have won that race. But, you know, just part, you know, first race, you can't really, you can't really be too mad as well as it went. And, yeah. Uh, from that point on, I, you know, I just like, I looked at my team and looked at Brian. I was like, all right, well, I know what we're doing from now on because that was a freaking blast. <laughs> No more sportsmen for you. No, not at all. I didn't want fenders anymore. I don't. I hate the look of fenders. I hate the way they feel. I don't want them no more. <laughs> well, um, you know, I just feel like your driving style and and you know the way that you like to to race just fits the modified car so well. And uh, again, as you talked about the history of the car that you're sitting in. I mean, that had to be something that it was kind of out of left field, obviously, and um, something that has to still to this day be a great honor to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely, man. That You know, that's something else that going into my first race, you know, donning that 69, it's like, all right, well, I've got a lot of expectations to live up to here that yeah. I probably never will. But, you know, there's a lot of pressure on somebody in their opening race. And But, you know, Junior had leaned in the window. He said, look, he said, it's a race car, and it's a race at a track you've raced at many times. Just go out there and do what you know how to do. Yep. And yeah, at that point, it kind of just calmed me down and put me back in my place. Said, all right, all right, we're going to go out here and drive a race car. I know how to do this. And, and at that point, it became fun again, and, you know, there was no stress. I wasn't anxious. And, I mean, just the power that someone with that kind of influence has over yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. To, to, just speak, to just speak into your confidence, man, that's huge. So going into Saturday uh, at Caraway, I mean, you obviously have to believe that you're capable of winning the race, and you would be 
I would think one of the favorites to win, to be honest, just, uh, you know, again, the history of the car and your experience and all of that, no reason that you shouldn't be. Um, but what kind of a race do you think we're going to see this weekend at, uh, Caraway with the, the newly, uh, reborn smart tour? I tell you, Tom, it's going to be a really interesting race because, you know, people say, oh, it's a 99 lap modified race. We're going to go watch them ride for 50, 60 laps, save their tires, and we're going to see somebody come from the back to the front, you know, the last 20 laps. No, that's not how it's going to be because there's a new twist to this thing now. Oh. Now we've kind of adopted what NASCAR does as far as stages. We're going to have one stage, and again, this is profitable for the drivers because what we're doing is first place in the stage, the stage is 30 laps, first place in the stage will get $300, second place in the stage gets $200, and third place gets an extra $100 to take home. So we're going to see a lot of strategy. Now, we're only allowing you to purchase five tires at the racetrack. Okay, you can only use those five tires for the race. Now, you have the option to change a tire at any point, just one tire, right? any point during the race, if you want to bust it out for that 30-lap stage win and get 300 extra dollars and then come in and change tires or one tire and try to charge your way back up through the field to get the main the feature event win, then that's a strategy you'll have to play. So it's going to be very interesting to see what guys do. If guys take no tires and they don't care about the stage and they just want to get the big win or if they try to do both, it's, I'm telling you, it's going to have people on the edge of their seats. It's going to have drivers heads twisting around thinking man how am i going to beat this guy what's their strategy what's their strategy it 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 brings a whole new uh level to this now now we're talking that it's not ride around modifieds anymore it's not the old modified race we're used to it's the old southern modified tour with a new twist that's going to bring new fans back and old fans are going to love it even more now are there going to be three stages then or how many stages are there and how do they divide out so there's just going to be two. It's going to be a 99-lap race. The first stage is 30 laps, and the final stage, which is for the feature event as a whole, is going to be 69 laps. Go figure. Oh, I was going to say there. See, you got that. That's an omen, man. You're you're going to win that last stage and win the race. <laughs> so the 69 car wins the 69-lap stage. I like the way you're talking. Let's speak that into existence, Tom. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, look, if you give, you, we've had a lot of good luck with drivers being on this show one week and then winning the following weekend. So uh, if you go out and win, make sure you give a shout out to Race Chaser Media for all of the uh, help and assistance that we gave you and the, the confidence and, uh, you know, all of the good vibes and juju going into that race. Oh, that's a done deal. You <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have to have you back next week to talk about it. Uh, so, yeah, that sounds but, like a plan to me. There you go. But it, this should be interesting. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure there's a number of people listening to the show that just cringed when you said stages, but um, there's only one. There's only one break. And, you know, you see so much of the halfway break kind of thing. I love the stage idea. If you're going to do just a halfway break, you might as well do this stage idea, and I love the fact that you're paying out a little money because it it gives some incentive to maybe run the whole 99 laps, you know, flat out instead of just um, part of it on cruise control like we see a lot of times in these races lately just to save tires. Exactly, and, you know, it's a promoter's dream for that fact. You know, they, they don't want to have modifieds come around 100 laps. And, you know, fans are just taking a nap the first 60, 70 laps. Yeah. Nobody really wants that. And, and as a driver, honestly, you know, you, 
coming into it, okay, well, I'm going to ride the first half. And, I mean, you know, that, you don't go to race to ride. You go to race. And this will this will bring that back to it. It'll give it more of a short track feel again. Um, I, I think that it's going to be really good for everybody involved. I know a lot of people don't like the stages, but this isn't like your typical NASCAR stage. There's money on the line. There's strategy involved. A true race fan, I think, will really take to this well. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, smart tour, smart modified tour reborn this Saturday night. John, I'll give you 30 seconds to hit your sponsors. Yeah, man, none of this would be possible without all the help from my sponsors. Uh, Midway Mobile Storage, and I've actually got a new sponsor come on board to help us out this weekend in Avis Fine Jewelry of Thomasville. Awesome. So you guys definitely go check them out for all your cool. uh, all your jewelry needs. And, hey, Christmas is right around the corner, so you That's guys know right. where to go. That's right. And, you know, ultimately I've got to thank uh, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for uh, just opening up opportunities for this all to happen and for us to be able to head out Saturday evening. And uh, I got to thank my wife for supporting me through this. And, you know, this is just really a family deal. And we're happy to get back racing again. It's going to be a good time. Well, uh, SMART, all caps, S-M-A-R-T, SMART, Modified Tour on Facebook. And uh, John Holloman, uh, we look forward to seeing you there on Saturday night. And uh, thanks for being on. That is John Holloman. And we'll step aside and we'll be back. We've got uh, Mike Neff coming up and also Ryan Vargas before the show ends. A busy second hour when we return. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skills levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking with a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively summit point motorsports parks drift nirvana is just the thing for you call for your reservation today 304-725-8444 or for more information go online summit point 
thebraceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Tyler Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Oh boy. Tyler, one of those in the truck series that's uh, having to sweat the last uh, couple races out before their playoffs start, trying to get a win uh, before the regular season ends. And Daytona is certainly a place he can do that. Okay, welcome back. Hour two of the um, Lee Lap Show continues here on Performance Motorsports Network and the Race Chaser Radio Network. Uh, go ahead, James, and let's bring in a very good friend of mine. And I think we've had him on uh, one or two shows in the past, but not nearly as often as we should because I enjoy uh, very much talking to Mike Neff about anything motorsports. Uh, and Mike with us now on the strutmasters.com hotline. Mike, um, the uh, I'm just going to say media and marketing guru for the reborn Florence Motor Speedway, which is now under new ownership. Um, and Mike, you've had, uh, this has been such a 2020 that uh, we said goodbye to one of the most beloved motorsports oval tracks in the history of the sport, the Myrtle Beach Speedway here just uh, a week or two ago. And, of course, you were a big part of that for a long time. And now you and uh, the rest of the ownership-slash-management team are uh, moving up a little closer to me uh, here in the Charlotte area. You're moving up to uh, Florence Motor Speedway. First of all, I want to talk a little bit about what that last um, weekend was like at Myrtle Beach because I wasn't able to get there, but uh, I was keeping tabs on it. And I mean, of course, you couldn't have couldn't have a final a finale at Myrtle Beach without some rain. But uh, you guys <laughs> managed to get it in, and uh, you know it, it just had to be a very emotional uh, weekend. One that you almost wished you could slow down time for a little while because obviously once the show was over that was it sayonara right yeah it was uh man it's so hard to even put into words i i posted on social media i went back over on tuesday and just walked in and actually took a walking lap around the track because i just i wasn't I wasn't in the mindset on Sunday to do it. You know, we, uh, as you said, we had rain on Saturday. We had 34 late models show up yeah. for our final race, which was pretty awesome in and of yep. itself. The stands were really full, which I was happy and sad all at the same time. I mean, I talked to a ton of people who were there, and it was like, so, you know, how many times have you been to the track? You know, they're like, oh, we're really sad to see this close. And I'm like, how many times have you been to the track this year? And they're like, yeah, we haven't been in three or four years. I'm like, that's why we're closing. You know, I mean, we, 
the, the, the Speedway existed on racing. It didn't thrive on racing. Yeah. But it wasn't really losing money. It was just kind of there. Yeah. But we had all the other things that were the icing on the cake that really made it money. So, I mean, it was it was a profitable venture, but at the same time, when you have somebody come in that wants to build multifamily housing and write you a big fat check, yeah, man, that's what happens, you know, and, and you hate to see it. You kind of wish somebody with some deep pockets would have come in and said, hey, let me beat that offer and keep it as a racetrack, but that wasn't in the cards. And so we we ran up against rain on Saturday night. They bumped up the schedule to run the late models first instead of last. Yep. And we got 80-something laps in before the rain started, and they ended up calling it Sam Yarbrough, who I don't know if he's the winningest driver at Myrtle Beach history, but he's got five championships, which as far as I know is the most championships there. Yeah. And that that McCombie Elliott racing team has been right there as a gold standard at, at Myrtle Beach for several years. So they... They put a bow tie on it and got Sam his fifth track championship and gave him the win in the last race as well, which was kind of appropriate. And then the rain moved in, and we decided to come back Sunday morning. And, man, they Steve didn't mess around on Sunday, 9.30 a.m., first green flag went in the air. Yeah, you almost, I mean, that was just a weekend, and we've had, we've had so many of those where the weather's been kind of in and out uh, this summer. It's not like we've had many where it, the whole thing was a wash, you know, it was kind of those waves of showers or storms. But, um, you know, I'm kind of glad that uh, he did it the way he did it, just to, you know, get everybody there, get it in, get it over with. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure it was very emotional, and, I mean, the place – Look, Dale Earnhardt Jr. considered that his home track, even though, you know, he certainly was much closer to, say, Hickory um, than he was to Myrtle Beach in terms of where he lived. But that's the track he always enjoyed running. And, um, you know, the 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 number of of legendary drivers that competed there over the years, we'd have to dedicate an entire show to probably just reading off the list. Um yeah, I mean, the, you know. the thing that I always say that just, I think, speaks the most volumes is you had four generations of Petties, three generations of Earnhardts. Ned Jarrett won there three times, yeah. including his first ever race win. I mean, I think yeah. that in and of itself speaks volumes. Absolutely. Yep. And, and uh, you know, it's, uh, I guess it's just one of those situations. I mean, it's a... You know, back in the day, there wasn't so much competition for the dollar for for somebody's time on a weekend. And, um, you know, let's face it, Myrtle Beach is a tourism kind of uh, area. And, um, you know, I, I feel like over the years, the racetrack just sort of lost the um, the luster a little bit, not saying the track itself, but from the point of view of spectators or whatever, uh, there just became other things to do. Um so it's too bad. Uh, you hate to see, hate to see uh, a place like that go away. You don't like losing short tracks, especially the ones with the history. But um, nonetheless, your ownership, your group uh, that you're involved with, Steve, and 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 all of you, uh, immediately looked for somewhere else to go. And lo and behold, here comes uh, Florence Motor Speedway and an opportunity to take a track that I have always felt would be a cool track um and in some ways already is um but uh i think with some 
improvements and modernizations and uh, I mean I think it could be a great place to race and you guys have to be excited about uh, the opportunities now to come in and put your own stamp on it and continue your Myrtle Beach tradition uh, at, at Florence. Excited and scared and and anxious all rolled up into one yeah I mean that's one of the as you mentioned the battle at Myrtle Beach the the challenge there was that it's a it's a hospitality town. Yep. Ninety percent of the people in Myrtle Beach make their living in the hospitality industry. Yep. So asking them to give up a Saturday night is a huge hit to their income. So we really needed to draw on visitors coming into town and we were kind of getting good at that for a while and then it kind of fell back off yeah. in the last couple of years, but now that we're going over to Florence, it's a completely different animal, and, and I'm I'm, re- I'm really excited about it because they've got loyal fans in the Florence area, and they have supported Florence Motor Speedway for years. Even in the last few years where they've had six or eight cars in each division, yep. they've still had a couple thousand people in the stands. And now most everybody that has raced at Myrtle Beach says they're following us over there. Good. So you're going to all of a sudden have 18 to 25 vehicles in every division. I feel like 2,000 people is going to turn into 4,000 really quick. I hope so. And we've got, we've got basically four race nights this fall. We're starting September 4th. We're going to run one in the middle of October, and then two of them in, near the end of November to kind of replace what was the Myrtle Beach 400. And God rest his soul, Charlie Powell, who was the longtime owner at, at Florence, passed away a couple, three weeks ago from yes, COVID yep. after agreeing to the deal. And so we are going to have the Charlie Powell Memorial as the replacement for the Myrtle Beach 400 that's going to be held at Florence. Awesome. But the, the thing I'm excited about, and from a sales and marketing standpoint, you have limited entertainment opportunities in the Florence area. You do. That's I mean, true. there's a movie yep. theater, there's a roller rink, there's a bowling alley, and that's pretty much it. You got a collegiate level baseball team. Yep. So you're going up against five different things. In Myrtle Beach, you were going up against 500 different things yeah. that people could do and that were getting the sponsorship and ad dollars from all these other places. So now. We have people in Florence that want to support and want to see entertainment things thrive because they have limited opportunities. And at the same time, our group, Speedway uh, Speedway Plus Productions, is going to do more than just racing. And that's something that, that Steve has always prided himself on in the Myrtle Beach formula, and that's the formula we're going to use in Florence, is to try very hard to have a cornerstone or keystone event every month. And we had it at Myrtle Beach from the icebreaker in February to the county fair in March. We had the Hippie Fest in October. We had the Nopi Nationals car show in April and July. We had the monster trucks in June. I mean, there was always something going on every month that was like a signature event on top of racing. And when we get to Florence, we're going to try to do the same thing. Uh, I've already been talking with people, and I'm hoping that we're going to start off doing something called Trunk or Treat for Halloween uh-huh. and have yep. a deal where in the parking lot, yep. businesses will set up 10 by 10 tents and hand out candy there. But on the racetrack, we're going to have hot rods parked nose out with their trunks open, handing out candy to kids. 
And then at the end of the night, hopefully you're going to have an inflatable TV screen and show like Hocus Pocus or Great Pumpkin early and then maybe follow that up at 10 o'clock when the kids are all gone with like showing Halloween or something. So just, <laughs> there you go. We, we want to do things like that to give back to the community and then to be an active part of the community. Already talking about doing an Easter egg hunt next year, going to do 4th of July fireworks. Um, they have a mud bog on property, so we're looking at trying to see if we can get some kind of a four, four-wheel drive off-road kind of event and do some mud bogging. There's a go-kart track that Steve has told me I can run as long as I don't lose any money. So I'm going to try to have four to six go-kart events throughout the year. The regional office for the Boy Scouts is located in Florence. So hoping we can do something like a Boy Scout Jamboree and have them camp out on Friday night, then come out on Saturday and then have rock climbing or obstacle course and tug of wars and things like that, then wrap it all up with a race that night. Uh, There's bands in local schools that we can have a marching band competition. I mean, it's as Steve always said at at Myrtle Beach, we had a 48-acre blank canvas that we could work with. Well, at Florence, we've got 60-something acres that are a blank canvas, and we can do anything we can, and we're going to do everything we can to get people excited about coming to the racetrack and coming out there as often as they can. Works for me. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I, I want to know the answer to this question. Are there enough hippies in the Florence area to have a hippie fest at Florence Motor Speedway? Mike will answer that question when we come back after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute, in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. 
The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Legal App continues, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Go visit them at victorycustomtrailers.com. They are the absolute best in sales and service for all your trailer needs, no matter what type of trailer or coach it is. For any purpose, industrial, motorsports, whatever, hauling horses, uh, if you need a trailer for something, they can either build it or they can buy it and customize it or whatever the case. Uh, they're based in Michigan, but they will serve the continental U.S. of A. So uh, give them a call. Go to their site at victorycustomtrailers.com. The phone number's on the site. Give them a call and uh, tell them that uh, the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. Okay, we are now um, well into our second hour here. We've still got Mike Neff with us on the uh, Strutmasters.com hotline. Mike is the marketing and PR guru for uh, Florence Motor Speedway, and that track is going to get a huge rebirth next year. Um, and again, I, you know, almost I, I, I don't mean any disrespect whatsoever to Charlie Powell and his group that have uh, been running in the past, but uh, I just know what Steve Zacharias and his team, which uh, Mike is a part of, um, they're going to continue Charlie's uh, legacy there in a very big way and take it to um, uh, a whole other level. I know they are, and part of that is that Mike mentioned one of the events that used to be a staple at Myrtle Beach Speedway. It's called the Hippie Fest. And that immediately made James Mellick and I laugh here in the studio, and it begged the question, are there enough hippies in the Florence area, or are you going to import all the ones from Myrtle Beach to have Hippie Fest at Florence? Oh, I guarantee there's enough. We, uh, <laughs> hippie Fest came about uh, in Myrtle Beach 2017, I believe it was. We were looking to do something in October and I was on Facebook, and I saw this Hippie Fest thing, and I reached out to Tyler Trierweiler is the guy that does it. He has got the magic sauce. He, he travels around with this deal, and they have artisan vendors and stilt walkers and bubble guy and people <laughs> juggling fire and, and just, you know, just some performance kind of things to keep you entertained. They have bands playing, but it's just, I mean, it's just a hippie fest. There's lots of signs around about free love. They have a deal <laughs> where you can buy a T-shirt and tie-dye it yourself at the event. They have different buckets <laughs> out with the dyes in them, and you can do your own tie-dye thing. And it just and, – and Tyler has upgraded. When he first did it, he had a little trailer that was maybe 15 feet long, you know, that he towed behind his truck, 
and the whole thing fit in there. Wow! I mean, it wooden wooden sticks and signs and, and fake flowers and some crime scene <laughs> tape, and that's all he had to lay the whole thing out. That's and it, great. And it was all about two, three hundred vendors there. We had some food trucks from the the Myrtle Beach area. But it was, I told him when, when we first set it up, I said, if we get a thousand people, this will be an enormous success. And the first year we had 3,800 people show up. Wow. The next year he came back and it was almost 5,000 people. Nice. And it just, it's, it's, it's been a huge deal. Um, I know Tyler has been kind of cutting back a little bit on his dates, so I don't know that he's going to come to Florence or not. But I think that there's enough people in this general area that we can that we can put something together similar. I don't think that I could ever do what Tyler does because he's amazing at it. But I think we can have something that will rival it to at least get people back together and and just experience a, a free love, you know, peace peace and love kind of event that that allows everybody to get together and just remember the good old days and and at the same time something that I'm very passionate about is celebrate small, local, and unique which I, I, I always love putting events on where we can have vendors that, that, are, that are just little mom-and-pop home businesses doing things that, that, are, that are crafty and artsy and, and just require skills that not everybody has, yeah. and people make a living at it. And it's so cool to have those kind of events where they can all come together and, and sell their wares to people that appreciate them. So I'm, I'm confident that... that Whatever we end up doing next year, whatever it's called, it will have the same kind of vibe, at least for one event. And we're probably going to have two or three that end up being that kind of a celebrating small and unique because the, those are the kind of businesses right now in America that we really need to support. I agree. Okay, so we've got about five minutes left in the segment here. So um, what can we expect in terms of uh, the overall racing at Florence next year. And, uh, you know, what are the plans in kind of bullet point form? What are some of the things that we can expect uh, to take place under the new regime at uh, Florence in 21? Well, as we told you, the the track is going to have three or, well, technically four racing weekends this fall. Then we roll into next year. In 2021, the plan is to be NASCAR sanctioned, oh. and we are planning at least initially to run the same divisions at Florence that we ran at Myrtle Beach. Awesome. There may be one, possibly two additions. Um, most of what we ran at Myrtle Beach mirrors tr- things that were run at Florence. That there, those people will be able to fit into uh, one of our divisions somewhere. Uh, there is some talk of maybe adding one or two. It may not be you know, all the time there may be two or three special races for them, but okay. but we're definitely going to have the the same late models, chargers, super trucks, mini stocks, vintage cars that we've always run at Myrtle Beach because those are the people that that have supported us and they've done a great job. And we're going to keep giving them that venue. So that's bullet point format. We will be NASCAR sanctioned. We're going to run. Most likely, the plan will be every other weekend, similar to what we did now, because I just. I think the days of a local short track running weekly are just gone because it's so hard. It's just so hard to do for a person that that doesn't race for a living. They have a regular job and, you know, and something happens to their car and they got to get it worked on. 
you just don't have the time. So you, you do it every other week. That gives people a chance to have a weekend off to do something with their family, to work on their car one night, do something different. But you're not you're not tying them into every single week because I think that's just too tedious and too involved, and it ends up hurting your car count because people that want to run for a championship will be locked into you know twenty five or thirty sure. weeks, and it's just, that's just too much to, to expect from somebody. What night are you going to run? We'll be running on Saturday nights. Okay. Um, our first race is actually on the first Friday in September. Yeah, I saw we that. We did that because it's Labor Day weekend, and we're going up with Darlington. And yep. I know COVID has kind of thrown their whole schedule into to chaos. But Friday night has always been a dark night at Darlington, so that was what we scheduled it in advance, even before we we knew that they were adding some races sure. at Darlington. So that's why we're running that first one on Friday night. But after that, we'll be all Saturday night. Okay. Just wanted to make sure because I saw that first one being on a Friday and uh, felt like it was a valid question. I'm looking forward to coming out. Uh, tell us about that first show that you're going to run on Labor Day weekend Friday. We'll do it. Uh, again, it's going to be a, a grand reopening. Um, we're in the process right now of fixing up the grandstands over there. They've been wood for a long time. They're yep. going to be metal grandstands. Uh I was trying really hard to get Steve to, to seal the tracks. It was nice and dark black, but he's of the opinion that we need to leave it as is for a little while and let everybody who isn't a regular racer over there see what an amazing track it is. And then we'll hopefully maybe next year or so uh, switch that up and maybe put some sealing on it just to give it a nice fresh coat for the, the new NASCAR sanction over there. Um, but we're going to have the, the, the typical – Late model Charger Super Truck Show. Uh, again, we're going to open a gate somewhere around 4 o'clock, I imagine. Uh, qualify around 5, pre-race will kick in. And we'll, we'll, the, the plan is to have everybody out of there and on their way home by 10, 1030. That's what we always try to do at Myrtle Beach, and that's the, the formula that has worked. We don't want people being there to all hours. One unique thing that's going to go on, at least as far as I know, I've been talking to Steve about it, and he, he's on board. Um, we're not sure what our concession refreshment stands are going to look like initially. Um, ultimately, they'll be your standard concession stand, but we're going to, we're going to remodel them and, and spruce them up a little bit. But for this first race, and even going forward, in addition to providing standard track fare, there's a section at the turn one end of the grandstands. It's a nice triangle of grass. It's a perfect size to put a food truck. Okay. So we are going to have a different food truck from the, the area every race night to give fans a chance to sample something different, to maybe upgrade a little from track food, and to just, you know, again, give locals a chance to come out and, and show people what's available in the Florence area. Interesting. Well, um, it all sounds great. I'm looking really forward to uh, coming out, if I can, for uh, the uh, Labor Day weekend show. And I'm really excited about what you guys are doing. I've always liked Florence, and I've always felt like it was a track that, um, with a little bit of vision and, and a little bit of forward thinking, could be a great facility. Um and uh, again, as you say, the area is ripe for it because there isn't as much competition for uh, the entertainment dollar as there are in some other areas. So you've got a good base to work from there. So as hard as I know it was to uh, to say goodbye to Myrtle Beach, 
the opportunity for a fresh start at a track like Florence that already has so much momentum going for it has to be real exciting for you guys. We got about 30 seconds. Yeah, it was, it was crushing seeing Myrtle beach go away. I'm not gonna lie. When I first found out about it, I was devastated and it's been really hard just counting down the days as it was going to end. And it's going to be even harder next weekend after the final drift event goes to where it's officially closed. Yeah. It's going to be really tough, but we're excited about Florence. The people over there seem very welcoming and very excited about this. I'm hoping that, that we become a staple in that area and are able to give people a lot to do. So if you're interested in, in partnering up with us, by all means, give me a shout. Let me know. We've got plenty of advertising opportunities at the new Florence Motor Speedway. Well, look forward to all of that. Thanks for being on, Mike. Great to talk to you again. We'll see you shortly uh, for the opener there. Be back with more after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. 
A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lee Lap. Sometimes I have to stop and think about which show I'm doing during the week. Welcome back to Lee Lap, presented by VictoryCustomTrailers.com. And uh, we continue with our parade of uh, guests on the Strutmasters.com hotline. And we bring in one of my favorite guests. Um, his name is Ryan Vargas. Um, I don't know if he made up the name Rhino or somebody did it for him. That's a great first question to ask. So, Ryan, welcome back to the show. Happy to know that uh, you are going to be taking to the track Too Tough to Tame in a couple of weeks. But I want to know first, where did the name Rhino come from? Oh, man. Well, the name Rhino, obviously, it kind of, I guess you could say, rhymes with Ryan. But also, everyone thinks it comes from racing. Everyone thinks, it's, oh, you must have gave a lot of people the bumper when you're racing. <laughs> no, that's not the case. No, um, I know that isn't the case. Yeah. No, the story comes from when I played t-ball. I was uh, one of the fastest runners, but I was also, like, the fattest. So <laughs> it worked out pretty well. I didn't know that uh, rhinoceroses were actually all that fast. Uh, that's an interesting... They're, they're one of the faster animals. I didn't know that. See, you learn yeah. something new every day, Red. That's, uh, so, hey, yeah, I would have never guessed rhinos were very fast animals. I, I had no idea. They, it just seemed to me like they would just be really kind of clunky things, just sort of glumping. Yeah, they kind of uh, just move around slow. They kind of remind yeah. me of like an elephant, just yeah, it just a smaller matter. elephant, just slow and just kind of. If you want to bang your head off something, you can because well, you have a horn on it. So, well, but we know one thing that uh, Ryan Vargas is the fastest rhino in NASCAR history. That much we can be sure of. Um, and uh, he's he's the only rhino rhino that I know that probably is addicted to chicken nuggies. So um, you know some Which, unique things about Ryan. But if you look at it in the positive side here, you're going to Darling. Chicken has protein, and you're going to need plenty of protein and energy <laughs> sure. to go run in Darlington. So yeah, how did this, that could be uh, a good thing. How did this all come about, man? Because this is going to be an interesting test for you. This is uh, one of the tougher tracks on the circuit, obviously. I know it's one you revered for a long time and always wanted to drive on, but how did this come about that you got the opportunity? Yeah, you know, just, you know, everything kind of has just fallen into place, you know. Um, really excited to take on this opportunity, especially – Racing for Johnny Davis, you know, I mentioned it last time I was on the show. Racing for a team like this has been such an honor. And uh, Johnny, the team, the team over at JDM, they put together great pieces every time that we hit the racetrack. So um, I'm really excited. Um, you know, still working on everything on the sponsorship end, but regardless, it's going to be a blast going to Darlington. One of my personal favorite racetracks, one of the best racetracks on the circuit, in my opinion. And uh, you know, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be hard. But I'm excited to have my date with the lady in black, that's for sure. Well, I'm sure you are. Now, you had a picture over the weekend on your social media of you uh, in the Zero Pit, which is obviously one of the JD team cars. And um, I was trying to, to get there to find it real quick, but I couldn't uh, in time to ask the question. But I'm just going to throw it out there. Look like uh, you were somewhere near a tire. What? Are you actually a tire carrier changer or something on the team? And what what's what goes on with you when you're not driving the car? Because I know you're constantly helping the team. 
Yeah, you know, since the since we've come back from the break, I've really been doing a lot of stuff hands on with uh, the team at JD Motorsports. I've been on the I've been a road crew member for the Zero team for the past couple weeks now. Um, well, specifically Jeffrey's team. I know the number kind of swaps out every yeah. so often, but yeah. uh, um, I've been with Jeffrey's team, uh, working with Case, Andrew, Gabe, and all those boys. Uh, it's been a blast. I've learned a ton um, every time I'm on the box, you know, or helping or catching tires or you know, starting to turn a wrench here, doing this there. Um, it's it's just another thing to add to my notebook. It's another thing for me to learn, um, and I'm always going to be grateful for that. And it's been it's been an absolute blast working with them. I mean, I'm working with Jeff Earnhardt. He's one of the best dudes in the garage area. One of I could easily say, you know, he's one of the best teammates I've had. And, you know, being able to kind of work with him professionally and personally, um, it, it's really cool. And he's been him and BJ, Jesse, all those boys over there, Colby, you know, they've all been really big helps for me because obviously I haven't been in the seat nearly as much as everybody else. So, you know, you know, everyone's going to be going to back, going back to Darlington this week. Well, not this week, next week. I'm making my first lap. So I'm going to be really laying on a lot of these guys and um, just using every bit of my knowledge I can. It's uh, it's interesting that uh, that you've gotten so involved, and I think it's great. That's every I think every young racer ought to have to do a little of that. And there were, you know, there was a day and age where that was much more commonplace that you'd get you know hands on with cars and race cars before you ever got in the seat. And it doesn't quite work that way anymore. It uh, the driving comes first the majority of the time, and a lot of drivers really don't ever get that much time you know turning wrenches and actually working on the cars and learning what makes them fast so um i'm sure that all this experience that you're getting uh has allowed you to really get a leg up when it comes to even the feedback that you give when you're on the racetrack oh yeah you know it definitely helps i mean every time i've gotten in the car i've kind of had a better better idea as to what i need out of the car you know listen to the radio i mean I had the radio on this weekend hearing what Jeffrey wants out of his race car, and that's just another thing, you know, just another thing to put in my memory bank. Um, you know, I'm still super fresh to these cars. You know, these Xfinity cars, I've only had five races under my belt. So it's definitely uh, it's definitely a new challenge, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Now, you've been... Um... You've been working out with uh, Hunter Smith and Fitstop Performance here lately, I've noticed, and... Uh... That boy, he he doesn't um, he doesn't pull any punches, does he? No, not at all. Um, every time I go there, I, I get pretty beat up. I'm actually going. I'm actually heading over there tomorrow morning at like uh, eight, like eight o'clock. So um, definitely, he definitely keeps me in shape. And uh, you know, especially when you get in these cars with how hot they are, it's it's definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, Hunter's a lot of fun and and uh he's done a lot of good things with uh, a lot of you guys now. Uh client list getting bigger and uh man, the flexibility that he teaches. I mean, he'll you by the time you get much uh, a little further down the road with him, you actually will be able to get on a plane and put your seat back forward. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's so <laughs> it's so important to be, you know, physically prepared inside the race car. Um, I can't stress that enough. I mean, I really have, I was really put to the test at Kansas. Um, I had a lot of issues inside the car. You know, first off, my cool box was having a slight malfunction. You know, it was blowing, but yeah. what it was blowing was a, was a, was a puff more than a blow. And, uh, what it was puffing was hot air. Um, oh boy. so not just that it was hot outside. It was like 107 degrees outside the car. So you can imagine what it was inside. Um, and then I was just fighting the car. We, 
we had a we had a little bit of a loose setup, and you know, I, and this is another part where the inexperience comes into play. You know, my first laps at a mile and a half racetrack, I didn't really know what to do, um, and you know, that's just you know more more experience. You know, the more we come down, and uh, but going back to what we were saying about the fitness, you know, if if I wasn't in the condition I am, thanks to Hunter, I probably wouldn't have made it to the end. Um, I was really falling out there. Um, I jokingly say that was the first time I've really fallen out of the seat um, in a race car. Um, I got out of the car and I had to go go to the care center get myself some fluids. Oh, wow. And uh, I was uh, back in tip top shape in about uh, twenty thirty minutes. But it was uh, it was a tough one for sure. Well, and that's all part of the learning curve. And and now you know what to expect and and uh, know how to sort of combat that and prepare for it. Uh, but you've got a great bunch of people at JD. I've always loved that organization. Johnny Davis is the best. Uh, and, and it seems like there's a lot of camaraderie in this year's group, too, and surely a lot of talent behind the wheel, of which you're obviously a part of that. But, uh, you know, uh, with with uh, uh, Jeffrey and Colby, uh, you know, and and uh, those guys. I mean, it's just, uh, of course, Jesse Little. Uh, lots of lots of capability there, and uh, it's been fun. Every once in a while, you get a breakout moment for one of them. And uh, I, you're, you had yours a little while back. We're up in the top five. Uh, where was it? Bristol. Uh, trying to remember uh, where Pocono. Pocono. Yeah, you were up in the top five for a brief moment there, and uh, certainly got an opportunity at Darlington. But it's more about survival there, and and not being so aggressive for a good bit of the race. I think. Yeah, you know, it's definitely going to be all about being there at the end. Uh, and that's the case with every race when I do with JD because, you know, one of the things that many fans don't know is, you know, a lot of the times we have to turn these cars around and race race that same car the next weekend. Yeah. So, you know, you have to race very smart. And that's one of the things that I think personally as a driver has really benefited me. Um, it taught me a lot of restraint, um, you know, where there's cases where, you know, this guy's able to push his car, and, you know, if he wrecks, oh, well, he gets another one next yep. week. You know, for me, it kind of, it's kind of one of those, hey, I can try and make this gap, or I can kind of back out, set him up later, and still have my car in one piece. I mean, and that's, and that just goes to show, you know, you look at, uh, you look at Road America last year, you know, I'm not a road course person. Yeah. I am not a road course guy. I, I consider myself serviceable. Um, and I, you know, I've had a lot of people compliment me on my road course, you know, capabilities. Um, and I, I on, honestly combat with them with really, <laughs> um, but, um, you know, looking back at that race, you know, we were a, you know, a 20th, 21st place, 20, 21st, 22nd place car, yeah. um, came from the rear. Um, I think we started like 30 something, um, and just avoided all the messes. You know, if someone poked their nose out, I'd put my hand out and said, go right on by. I have no business trying to fight you for this. Yeah. And next, another two corners later, that same driver would drive right off the racetrack. So, and we ended that day with an 18th place finish. You know, a really great finish yep. considering what we had that day. So, um, it's all about being there at the end. Well, uh, always fun to talk to you, man. And I wish we had more time, but I wanted uh, wanted to make sure we got you on to kind of make the announcement. I know you got to be excited about uh, what's to come at Darlington, and I'll give you about thirty seconds to thank anybody that you'd like to. Oh yeah, well, I definitely want to make sure I give a big thanks to everybody at JD Motorsports, you know, for the opportunity to drive their race cars. And uh, for those listening, you can find me on Instagram at rtrv23, Twitter at Ryan Vargas underscore twenty three, Facebook at Ryan Vargas. And you can find the Rhino Gang brand of merch at RyanVargasBrand.com. 
all about the merch and some cool merch it is. So go check it out. And uh, Ryan Vargas, uh, man, I wish you luck. If I don't see you before Darlington, go kick some butt, buddy, and stay away from that Darlington stripe. <laughs> Will do. Thank you for having me on. That's Ryan Vargas. We'll be back with our final segment in a minute. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. As we uh, begin our white flag segment or checkered flag segment, however you want to look at it, uh, final segment of the evening. And I want to thank all our guests tonight. That was some good stuff there. Uh, I want to say thanks uh, to Ryan Vargas. Uh, Ryan's always a fun guest. I have a great time with him. Just a very uh, enthusiastic and passionate young 
uh, racer and um, certainly has worked his tail off to learn his craft this year. And great to see that growth in him. Um, also, of course, Mike Neff, who uh, is always uh, fun to talk to. Mike is Mike is a, a, a as much of a racing um, encyclopedia as any um, buddy I know from the media and uh, always enjoy talking to him and John Holloman. Glad to have him back on and looking forward to uh, this Saturday's smart modified tour re emergence uh, coming up at Caraway Speedway in Asheboro, North Carolina, if you're wondering where that is. So um, we'll uh, see what uh, happens there and hopefully some good racing. We've got, uh, we never did finish our, discussion on uh, Daytona and all the goings on for this coming weekend. So we'll kind of revisit that from the uh, top of the show. Um, A little bit of a different schedule. I was a little confused when I first saw the schedule because I knew there was a truck race and I couldn't find it. I didn't go down far enough. Um, Here's what this looks like this weekend. Friday night is the Wawa 250 powered by Coca-Cola for the Xfinity series. That's a 730 start on NBCSN, etc., And then on Saturday, you got two events, but both of them not at Daytona. One is the ARCA race. That's actually at Gateway. Starts at 6.15 Eastern. Um, not televised. You're going to have to have track pass to watch it, or uh, it will be broadcast on MRN as well. And then at 7.30, the NASCAR Cup Series, uh, the Coke Zero Sugar 400 gets uh, started. That's on NBC proper on the big NBC, as they say. Um, and then Sunday is the truck race, which is kind of bizarre, but I guess they wanted the cup race in primetime Sunday at noon is the truck race again, not at Daytona. It's at gateway. Um, I thought that they were actually running trucks at, uh, Daytona. And that's what confused me. So there's a, actually a double header at Daytona for Xfinity at cup and, and cup and a double header at gateway for uh, the uh, ARCA series and the truck series. And noon Eastern on Sunday is the truck race from Gateway. It's the WWT Raceway, Worldwide Technologies Raceway 200, presented by CK Power. Uh, And that will be on FS1, the truck race, as always, in MRN. So uh, that's your schedule for the weekend. And uh, again, this is going to be another weekend where if you... Um, you know, if you don't get your fill of stock car racing by the end of the weekend, uh, James Mellick, I don't know. Cause there's definitely a bunch of it on and it's Daytona, baby. Yeah. Daytona. You said it. That's really all that needs to be said. Daytona and Indianapolis last weekend, you had Indy and this weekend. Now you got Daytona back to back weekends. If you didn't get your fix last weekend, you're going to get it this weekend. Well, and the funny thing is, is we went from talking about Daytona road course to Indy, back to Daytona, Oval. Yes. You know, it's it's just been, it's the way that, I mean, it's 2020. You know, you got a pair of hurricanes, which has never happened before. I mean, I, it, those, uh, those in the Louisiana area and that part of the uh, Deep South, um, man, our prayers are with you. Yeah, it's going to get dangerous down there soon. You know, I think Marco is, Marco should be already doing Marco things, I think, there right now. Uh and it's uh, it, it was downgraded, thank God, but still um, the potential for plenty of issues from that. And then within about 48 hours, here comes Laura, 
Um, and uh, that's, that could be possibly a Category 1 or 2 hurricane. Oof. After you've already taken on all that rain yeah. from the other tropical all storm, water, that's a lot of I mean, water. My goodness. You know, it's um, sometimes there are more important things than racing, and this is one of those times. Uh, so for those who are listening to us, uh, in that area of the country, like, as I just said, we are praying hard uh, and and just uh, hoping for the best here because that's going to be nuts. But uh, certainly should be a, a very interesting uh, uh, weekend of racing, and I'm excited to uh, to get to it. And, and locally, of course, you've got, uh, as I mentioned, the Smart Tour, Smart Modified Tour race. And I'm really excited to see Modifieds coming back. Um, you know, I grew up at uh, the Oswego Speedway up in New York with Super Modifieds. But, of course, the Modifieds would come there a handful of times a year. And uh, I can remember um, a couple of drivers from down here, specifically Satch Worley, came up and uh, he was driving the Clarence's Steakhouse 26, uh, one of the most legendary cars ever in the history of Southern Modifieds. Satch came up with the car. Satch is from Rocky Mount, Virginia. And uh, he came up to Oswego in 1975 on Memorial Day weekend and won the Port City Modified Race. And Paul Radford also um, ran Oswego, I think, in that same car uh, a time or two. And and, uh, so just uh, I think Merv Treichler was the last one to actually run the the Clarence's Steakhouse car in Oswego. So a lot of um, I just, you know, used to read the. the racing trades, the the speed sport, the Gator Racing News, and Speedway scene, and all those. And as as a young race fan growing up, and just so uh, revered, uh, I used to hear about Winston Salem all the time. They didn't call it Bowman Gray a lot of times. A lot of the writers up there would call it just call it Winston Salem. Um, you know, and of course, uh, Martinsville. I can remember one of the first MRN race broadcasts we ever had on our local radio station up there was um the azalea uh 300 i think it was called or maybe it was a 250 whatever it was i don't remember the length but i just remember azalea never knew what an azalea was had to look that up in the dictionary as a flower speaking of martinsville you just brought that up did you see they canceled the martinsville late model race yeah i I was going to mention that here uh in my notes um that was uh thank you for the transition by the way um yeah unfortunately the uh valley credit Union Valley Star Credit Union 300. I'll get that out right eventually. Uh, was canceled uh, due to COVID. I'm not sure. I guess they just didn't feel they could run it without fans. Yeah. So uh, that's a big break for yeah. those guys. Those super late model yeah. guys rely on that. That's their biggest race of the year. Good payday NASCAR for them and all late that. Model. Yep. NASCAR late model events, one of the biggest ones of the year, and certainly one of the most prestigious trophies to have. Uh, and it's just a shame that. Uh, that race got canceled. I was heartbroken when I saw it, but you know, it's. Uh, I mean, you, you just can't. With, with that being said, I'm just asking the question. Yeah. With that being, with that happening in Virginia yes. and Florida being a hot spot, do you think there is a chance that they would cancel the Snowball Derby? Wow. Um, I mean, it's 2020, man. There's it's, a chance for anything. There's a chance for anything. I mean, I, I was just talking with someone earlier. Uh, about the uh, PRI show, the performance racing industry, the big trade show that happens in December every year in Indianapolis. It's the biggest trade show for the motorsports industry in the world. Um, And, I mean, again, it was just 
one of the other exhibitors. Um, I mean, he he told me that, uh, I mean, he had pulled out and, and I saw that uh, a couple of the shock companies pulled out. Uh, a couple of the brake companies have pulled out. It looks like that show is probably going to get canceled. Um, and that's a big hit for just the city. Yes. And, and, and then all the companies at the same time because yes. all, all the networking you do there. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, I think the ordinary fan probably doesn't understand that show is a trade show. And even for, you know, like myself, from the standpoint of advertising and support, that's a great place to go and network and you know, and show off what you do and, and, you know, and, and get, uh, get companies to jump on board with you and, uh, not, I, I, well, it's still on as of right now, but there are a lot of companies that are, that have decided they aren't going to, uh, invest their dollars. I would think there's going to be a point where, um, that show, I think SEMA already got canceled, which is the big show for the automotive industry. Um, and so given that, uh, and it's the same company that owns both, so, you know, given that, you'd have to think that uh, PRI certainly is in jeopardy. We'll just leave it there. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, I think, I mean, Florida certainly had an uptick. But then, you know, half the problem is you just don't really know what the truth is because you read about an uptick and then, you, you know, an hour later you read a story about the fact that, um, you know, a, a lab has messed up a bunch of the cases and made them positive when they're actually negative. And, you know, they said 98%. It was only nine. You know, it's it's so you really don't know what to believe. And that's what makes this whole thing hard. Um, you know, what do you do? The Snowball Derby is, is you know, if it's not the most iconic late, super late model race of the year, it's certainly in the uh, neighborhood. It's one of the few. Let's put yeah. it that way. Um, and, uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I, I would imagine that, um, we, I mean, if I'm the, if I'm running the snowball, if I'm in charge, I'm waiting until October at least before yeah. I make a decision because it's not till December. Yeah. I'm not waiting. So I'm not doing it anytime soon. I'm waiting as you know, late as I possibly can. Yeah make the decision because yeah. that is i mean that's big the drivers wait on that all year yeah and i mean there's really no reason to, to to pull the plug so early on that i would think october even the first of november you wait till you know 30 to 45 days out and then see what everything's looking like make your decision from there but it's um you know that's a big race that's a great question though that's a very 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 good question um you know i i know that again a lot of the tracks around here have been able to run without fans i don't know how they're doing it but um, they're doing it. And, of course, then, you know, tracks in South Carolina are allowed to have fans. So, you know, again, happy to see that uh, Florence has got some big shows coming up. And I'm looking forward to hopefully getting down there for that Labor Day Friday show. Should be a lot of fun. Um, again, want to thank all of our guests. and want to thank our sponsors, mycomputercareer.edu, training for a better life. Go to their website and uh, take the free career evaluation test. You may be on your way. You could be on your way in as little as four months, training one to two times a week to a new career and a better life. Also, strutmasters.com. And, of course, uh, our uh, presenting sponsor for this show, VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Uh, you can design your own trailer right off the website. It's a pretty cool deal. So go check them out. And I want to thank the folks at WSIC as well for their um, enthusiasm. And uh, we're sitting in their studio right now. Uh, thanks to the folks at PMN as well. Uh, my name is Tom Baker. We will be back on Wednesday for the Inside Pass. Until then, so long. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. 
the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.